0: Our sister tribe is steeped in the belief that women support women. The world becomes a more connected place. The tribe was built on a foundation of strength, love, and community. We are a group of women on a journey of transformation through mindful practices and intentional living. This pathway of endless discovery will create space for greater shifts within each phase of life. Welcome. My name is Jean Wilbert, and I'm a trained yoga therapist and wellness advisor. I've been teaching yoga for 15 years, and I specialize in sound and energy work as well as trauma. Our Sister Tribe podcast has a mantra. We learn it, we live it, and then we lead it. I will help you to discover blind spots you may not realize you had, as well as help you recognize your inner potential. Remember, our story is not to limit us in life, but to help guide us to our full awareness. The answers you seek are within. You simply need to hear them. So come join us on this journey with both an open mind and an open heart. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Jean, your host. Hope everybody is is doing well. These weeks go by so fast. uh, I'm trying to catch up on life, I think. So this week, uh definitely I'm I'm obsessed with this word. And today it's all about all about grit. And I want to talk about this word because I'd say the last few years I I just I don't even know. Like I'm always thinking about this word. I actually put it on my my uh, board for the beginning of the year, these vision boards that I do every single year. Last year, grit was on, on my uh, uh, board for the year to remind me to, to be gritty, to, to don't lose it. So, you know, when I say the word grit, I mean, what does it mean, right? What does it literally mean for so many people? I think we'd probably get so many different definitions, but it really just, I think even in the dictionary, it says something like, it's about courage and bravery, determination, you know, endurance. But it definitely means that despite whatever you're going through, whatever difficulty you have, whatever is challenging you, when you push through, it's grit. And I think why I'm so obsessed with this word because most of my life there there was a part of me that was feeling poor Jean, poor the victim of Jean, poor me, life is so hard life is 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 not easy every time I feel like I'm doing something, it's just hard, and that's what I kind of looked at everything from from you know childhood from school, from you know um relationships, my, my job is, you know, teaching yoga. Uh, it, it just seems like I always used to say, this is so hard. It's just so hard. And when I discovered really, and listened to so many different things, there's actually a great book out there, Angela. Um, I think it's Buckworth. Pretty sure it's grit. It's just called grit. And when I had listened to that a couple years ago, two or three years ago, it was profound to me. It was profound because I think for so many years, and I do feel society has done this to all of us, that they put such an emphasis on how smart you are, what IQ you have, you know, um, SAT scores, and yes, that's good for a lot of things, but you know, and, and how talented you are and how athletic you are and how strong you are is, is really what has, has to, you know, comes into play with anything that you're doing in life. And, and you can't, you know, accomplish great things if you don't, you didn't go to college or you don't have a strong, you know, IQ, like, like they they just, I feel, this is my opinion, that they put so much pressure on people to, to have all of this. And it really, what I loved about Angela's book is that grit really has nothing, nothing to do with what your job title is or how many years you went to college or if you went to college and, and how what your IQ is. That's like, it has nothing to do with it. And I think that's what resonated with me so much. Because I didn't... I I mean, I went to a couple years of college. Didn't finish college. Just went to a couple years of college. I was was a hairdresser. Like, you know, I was trying to find my way. And I think that so many people have made me feel bad. And I made myself feel bad. Like, I didn't have to take it in. But I did. and You know, that I didn't go to college. I don't have this degree. And, um, you know, and, and putting that that stigma that, you know, you're going to go farther. And yes, I'm not saying you don't, there's a lot of successful people that went to college and they have, you know, they're very successful, but I'm going to tell you something. I know a couple billionaires, literally billion, not billionaires, millionaires, sorry, a couple millionaires personally that did not go to college. And one, and, and one of them is, is, it's amazing how, you know, he came from nothing and just when I think of everything that he's been through personally, he's gritty, like he's gritty, like it, it didn't stop him to, to be successful and have his own business and, and create this, this empire. And he didn't go to college. He's just gritty. And I love it. Like, I love these, these, these two men very much that are in our lives. So, you know, what is grit? And, and when I realized this word, because I never saw myself as gritty in my twenties or in my thirties, or even, even my forties, I realized this word in my fifties. And then when I looked back on life, I mean, grit is, is starting over. Like, is there anything in your life that you felt like you had to start over? You know, hello, you know, I've been married three times. I'm okay with that. I'm okay to say it now out loud. I'm really okay with it. I had to start over again, literally every time. Just just starting over again with myself and my kids and, and my life and my career. And, you know, just I feel like I've had to continually start over. You know, anybody that's ever moved right? Move to state to state. That's gritty. Cause you got to start all over again. I had to do that 14 years ago, moved to Texas, had to find my people, had to find yoga. I had to, you know, start all over again relationships. If you don't think that that's gritty, well, you have a problem because that's gritty to start all over again when you're in your, you know, forties. I mean, there's so much in life that we don't look at as grit, we look at, Oh, poor me. I got to start all over again. Oh, poor me. I got to start this new job. Oh, poor me. I'm going to hand it to people. I look at people so differently now when they say, I just had this man come up to me in yoga and, um, I was talking about this theme and he said it was his first time to yoga, which I get a lot of that, this new club that I teach at. And he said to me, thank you for this class. And I said, Oh, you're welcome. And he's like, it was my first time. And he goes, I almost wanted to walk out. He goes, but I wanted to hear more of what you were saying. And I said, Oh, good. I go, sometimes it's really more about what I'm saying than the actual practice. And he goes, Oh, this practice was hard. This yoga was hard. And it is. It's one of our hardest classes. It's our flow heated class. And he goes, I just quit my job. Actually, he said a week ago and I'm going to start this new job. And he goes, I had such reservations on on did I do the right thing? Am I, you know, making a mistake? And he's like, You just confirmed to me that I just made a great move because I'm gritty and I didn't even look at myself as gritty. And we laughed and I, you know, I gave him a high five and I go, you go get him. I go, go do what you need to do. Change is good. And you quitting your job, starting a new job, that something's new, I go, that that's life changing for you. This will be life changing for you. You're gonna learn so much about yourself. And he just was like, Thank you. I'm gonna go into my new job empowering myself, knowing that I'm gritty. And he goes, I never looked at myself as gritty. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's the stuff that I love. And so, you know, starting over is gritty. Think about it. If there's anything you're going in your, your life right now that you feel like you have to begin again, It's grit. We have this whole like lecture in meditation for leadership because meditation, right? It's it's challenging. It's some people can't, they don't, they're not consistent with it because it's really grit because you have to start over again and you got to start over again and your, your mind wanders and you got to start over again and you got to commit to sit every single day. That's grit people. It is. And what I love about this word, it's not just this word. There's like this word and then these other words that like embody it, like just, just like envelope it in a sense. Cause if you don't have passion, well, let's just put it this way. These four words really are a huge part of grit and it's passion. Now, if you have passion, then you're going to, you're going to conquer the world. Seriously, you have to have passion. Passion is heart and, and perseverance, right? That's this steadiness of, of continuing pushing through, which to me, it's, it's this action. It's like moving something. And what I love about Angela Duckworth, how she talks about um because she she continually says you know it's it's not about talent with anything and i'll give you a couple examples that she's like talent is is like quit putting so much emphasis on on talent of anything i don't care what you do it's effort it's it's effort because you have it's almost like you have hold of that steering wheel you are in control and you have that control of how you're going to show up, whatever you're going to do. Right? And then resilience is part of being gritty. Resilience is that, that state of mind, that state of mind. So when we refer to that word, grit, it's all of this. It's, it's heart, it's action, it's control, it's mental state. And again, I, I never, never considered myself gritty now in yoga. Like I love to use this word in yoga over and over again. And, and because I I want you to think about it when you're, when you're pushing through or there's a challenge in your life and you have to conquer it. Like you, I have to, you, you choose to because you either consciously make a choice or you allow your subconscious to keep you safe and familiar because the the subconscious part of your brain it is connected with a lot with your your emotions and the subconscious wants to pull you out of being uncomfortable And the subconscious wants you to quit. It does. It wants you to quit whatever is is being challenged because it doesn't want to be uncomfortable. And when you are in that conscious state of mind into that that um, realistic part of the mind, that, that making that, that decision, it comes from the conscious mind. When you choose to move forward, when when you choose to make an action, when you choose that steady fastness to even figure it out, even when this is so hard and you feel like you're gonna lose your crap, right? That's that's what you want. Um, We're not taught, I think. I don't think we were taught in school or maybe your parents did, my parents, didn't teach me that we needed to continue the course when it's, when it's hard. They didn't encourage me. Right. And I think society is so into like this instant or immediate gratification or satisfaction, right. That, that we, We do try to force results or try to force things to happen so we can succeed. You know, I think that, that we're told that in order to succeed, you know, we must work harder, but that's not the case at all. We need to work, work smarter. It's not so much harder. It's, it's to do it smarter, to, to figure it out in a way that the subconscious isn't going to pull you and pull you down or pull you apart because think about something in your life that, that maybe you've started and you've put it aside and then you started and you put it aside and you, you want to try this, but then you fail and you stop again. I know personally for, for writing my book, I, I do feel it was my subconscious mind of that, I'm not smart enough. I didn't go to college. I don't know how to write, blah, blah, blah. Here, hear all these people, all this negative stuff. And it, it kept pulling me out and literally making me feel stuck or frustrated or discouraged. Just period. That's I, I 100% agree. And then when I read this about it has nothing to do, anything in life doesn't have anything to do with your degree or you went to college. If you want something as bad as you want, then you go for it and you try it It, and it may not come out perfect and it may not be exactly what you wanted, but you did it. And that's my book. Like I know that my book isn't this big, you know, um, novel and it's so high tech and you know, but it's, it's, I wrote it and it frustrated me and I had numerous meltdowns you know, doing it. I, I was frustrated, you know, personally, I, you know, with my editor. Cause she, you know, there was so much going on with her and I just feel like it was so much, you know, I just felt like there were so many obstacles one after the other, even when I was like ready to finish it, you know, but I kept pushing and I kept telling myself, I want this, I want this and I want to do it for my own self. And that's really what the bottom line is. And I know that Angela Duckworth said something in her, um, um, in the book or written in the book, you know about one of her colleagues. The now the they're psychologists, and one of her colleagues wrote a book. And she said her and all of her other friends totally made fun of him, because it was so bad. She was like, "Oh my God, we were just we were talking bad about him, and my God, it was a bad. It wasn't really written that good." And we couldn't believe that he did it and he put it out there. But she went on to say about he didn't care because he did it. He wanted to write a book, and he wrote a book, and he didn't care. And she said the joke was on them because he wrote another book. And she goes, you know, and that one was better than the last. And then he wrote another book. And she goes, well, that one was really good. And then he wrote another book. And she was like, wow, he got really good at writing. And what she was saying was how it didn't matter to him what people thought. It was really about what he wanted to do. And he had obstacles. And obstacles and he's a psychologist of writing but he figured it out after like the fourth or fifth book and actually he she said he won awards on articles and stuff that he had written like you know years down the road and she's like the, the joke is on them you know everybody's gonna be a critic everybody's gonna gonna say something about it, something else when somebody does something so great right so I loved hearing that because yeah, that was my first book that has come out. Now, is it gonna be like, oh, so great? No. Did I learn? Absolutely. There's things that I wish I would have done now, but it's over. I did it and it's over and I accomplished it. My next book, you better believe it. I'm I'm probably gonna not take 20 years, but I definitely feel like I'm gonna know better and, and, and know where I'm gonna start off with the next one. You know. That's grit, to, to to not let my subconscious, my limiting beliefs, you know, my old story get in the way of me moving forward, right? She, um, you know, she talks about, there's many studies and I think this is one that I love that, you know, she talked about how, you know, at West Point, you know, candidates, uh, like try for two years to get into this, um, into West Point. Like it takes them two years and they have to do everything like volunteer and write these essays and everything's based on their, on their grades and their IQ and you know, all of it. It's just, there's so much pressure and there's so much to prove that they're talented and that they're smart and that they're strong and so they can get into this academy. And she said that she wanted to do a study. You know, like, you know, what, are they, what, is it, what do they do to get in here? Like, what is it? And she wanted to do a grit. Like, because she heard, like, through the Great Finer, whatever, that I think there's, like, a thousand they, they, they enroll. I don't know if it's every year or every semester. I'm not sure. I couldn't remember. But anyway, something like this. And she said, but she did found, find out that there was a percentage of uh, men and women that dropped out. And they drop out within the first month. And because, you know, it's like, it's a military school, I believe. And they, um, the first two months, like they take their phones. There's no contact with anybody outside of the school. And it's this very intense, it's, I guess it's boot camp from 5am in the morning, you know, until I guess 1030 at night and I'm intense. Like there's no days off for two months straight. And she when she did this study, like the first year, she said 71 of them dropped out. And I think the second year, 62 of them dropped out and so on and so on. So she's like, every year there's there's a percentage. And she wanted to know why those certain people dropped out. And what I loved about it is that she said it came down to grit it came down to the to the point that you know it didn't matter how smart they were it didn't matter what their IQ score was it didn't even matter how talented they were what the the end of result was that they didn't have that that passion and they didn't have perseverance and they didn't have determination and they didn't have courage and those are things that you you can't teach you can't teach it. it It this comes like from within like it's it's deep down in your soul and apparently they had doubt right we talk about the five five enemies and, and doubt is like one of the biggest ones doubt that they could finish and they give up so the ones that dropped out did not have enough grit. And she said some of them were what super high IQs, super, super talented, but they didn't have that grit. They couldn't find it in them to, to push through the grueling, grueling, regiment that they had every single day from the physical to the mental couldn't, they, they couldn't find it. And I found that really interesting because, again, society puts so much, and she talks about talent over and over again, like we have to stop putting emphasis on talent. You know, talent is nothing, it's anything, even with like an actor and actress, yeah, talent comes because they practice all the time. Somebody that's a great, Um, Someone in the orchestra, do you think that it just comes gifted? Yeah, there's a lot of people that are gifted at music. But I'll guarantee you, they practice and practice and practice and practice and practice. It doesn't come easy sometimes. But it's those people that that work at it. Right? And I love my my friend uh, Lisa had told me about a story about grit, about, you know, like babies, kids, toddlers, I should say, not babies, toddlers. You know, when they walk, like when they begin to walk. And we all have it. Like, we all have to pull ourselves up when we want to walk, right? When, just visualize yourself as a toddler or visualize someone, you know, that you know that has a baby or a toddler or your grandson or whoever, granddaughter. That they, they, like, they have to pull up on something. They have to grab you or pull up on the furniture. And they, and they have this, like, you know, this determination in their face, right? And they get up. And they're, like, so delightful, right? They're, like, smiling and they're so happy. And then they fall. They take a step and they fall. Or they get up and they fall. And then they do it over and over again, right? Walking isn't easy for a toddler because they have to learn, right, to take the step and take the chance. And constantly they're, they're up and they're falling and they're up and they're falling. But they do it over and over and over again. Until one day they conquer it. Even at, you know, a year old you're we're all we all form grit think about it think about how a toddler has so much passion to walk or you know how they have to just keep doing it and baby they keep showing up every day they try they pull themselves up every day once they figure it out they pull themselves up right and we lose it though we lose that grit why why do we lose it Why do we as as human beings are so afraid to fail? Why are we so afraid to fall? Right, why? Because society makes it bad. Society makes you feel less than when you fail at something. I mean, even my marriages, I used to feel like such a loser. Just like I failed my parents. I failed my kids. I failed. And now I look back and think, dear God, I didn't fail. I would have failed me if I would have stayed. Because it's like anything in life, if you don't have this passion you don't have this, this drive of whatever you're doing, at relationships, job, whatever it may be, it's not right. And I, I found my way through those relationships. And with a job, you know, you start something, you know, so many people are, start, are afraid to start their own business. And I guess it was pretty gritty at me to start a business. <laughs> at 30, a hair salon. I opened up a hair salon with $11,000. Had no experience other than managing slunge to open up a salon. And people told me I was, I was crazy. Like, my dad was one of them. Friends were, were telling me, what are you doing? You, you know, you don't even know anything. Oh, you All you're a hairdresser. And when I, you know, read about being gritty, I was like, damn guess I was pretty gritty 30 years old with a nine month old and a two and a half year old and a seven and a half year old well nine year old starting a business that's pretty gritty and so I look at my life for me personally like looking back and think I had to start over many times in my life and I never was like, yeah, boy, Jean, you did it. And I did. Now I look at it and think, oh, yeah, let's see if you can do it. Have you ever been in that arena? I love that Ver- Brene Brown TED talk. You know, it's really, I think about vulnerability, but you know how she talks about like, you know, when you're in that arena and you're trying something new or you're trying to, you know, build something and, and she's like, when you're getting your ass kicked, you know, you're getting beat up. And then there's people over there in the cheap seats, criticizing you and judging you, you know, don't even care about the people in the cheap seats. What you care about is that you're in the arena and you're doing something to better yourself. You're doing something to make a difference. You're doing something that most people are afraid of. Even you're getting yourself, you know, beat up in a sense. Because at the end you look back, it really wasn't that hard you may think it. I look back now with the book and all the meltdowns I had right in my book and, and the struggles and the challenges and I look back. Of course you always look back and think mm. it wasn't that bad. I was making it more than it was and I did. I sat with it, you know, once it was said and done and thought, my god, my subconscious mind just was, it, it's the devil, you know, it's the devil. It, it, I didn't want to get uncomfortable and I And I got so uncomfortable so much with this and I'm going to still get uncomfortable with this book. I am, you know, I'm going to worry about what people think a bit, a little bit, maybe for, you know, a hot second. And then I'm going to be like, eh, I don't care. I did it right. I did it. So what I'm saying to you is like, look at your life differently. Don't don't be the victim, I'm no longer a victim. No way. I no longer have regrets of starting something, and maybe something that didn't work out. I mean, there was jobs that didn't work out for me. There was teaching jobs that didn't work out for me. I used to think of it as, as oh, I failed because um you know a couple, I believe it or not. two yoga studios. Um, one let me go because we didn't see eye to eye and I was devastated. I was just devastated. And it really probably was the best thing that happened to me, you know? And another studio I got hired. And then when she heard that I loved power yoga, um, I didn't even, didn't even teach there. She, she was like, you're not a fit. You're not a fit. (laughs) for this yoga studio. And to me it was failing, like I failed. And I, you know, now that I look back, I was like, if I would have taken or stayed with either one of those places, I wouldn't be where I am today. And that's really the God's truth. You know, it's those failing moments because it made me even work harder to do a better job at at teaching yoga and really, you know, finding myself in that probably disappointment in a sense. Um, there was a saying, uh, grow through what you go through, grow through what you go through. Man, that's a powerful statement. That is to me, I, I can so relate to it because I feel like everything that I felt has been so difficult with, for me, just so many things, you know, when you come out the other end, it changed me definitely it 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 made you and for me um it made me allow myself just to believe in myself and and to know that anybody can do anything they want it's society that puts these labels on people that that hold people back and i do feel like that's i was taking in outside external um comments or reading things and you know what people Stop like you can you can do anything you want to do, you can commit to something and and figure it out. We all can figure it out. It has nothing to do with i q or if you went to college like what do you want to do I, I there was a another thing that i I had read it was never give up on on a dream just because of the length of time. It will take to accomplish it because the time will pass anyways by Jackson H. Jackson Brown and I'm like think about that right a lot of times we give up on our dreams because oh it's just gonna it's gonna take too long or I'm like I've heard this I'm 60 years old you know do I really want to You know, start writing a book now. I'm 60. And I'd be like, what does that got to do with anything? Time is going to continue. Hopefully, God grants us our time and we can live on this life um, for a long time. But I loved how, you know, he said that time is going to pass. So what? It takes time to, to create something. You know, so why not create something even though time is passing? And I just, that like landed so hard. Like I'm not afraid now to start another book. I'm not, I'm, I'm already, I already got like two ideas <clears throat> of what I want to do. I might even a spinoff of this book that I did under the dryer. I might do this, this spinoff to under the dryer. So time, we got time. All we got is time and don't put time as a negative. Use it, use it wisely. Time is actually, I think that's why it hit so hard, time is actually on my vision board for 2022. Thrive, believe in myself, and time. And one of the reasons why I put on there is that I wanted to remind myself to use my time wisely and that all we have is time. So what am I going to do with it? Am I going to sit over here and and? and sabotage myself with the time and think about that crazy stuff, that turbulence, that, that old gene come popping in. No, I'm not going to waste my time even thinking about my old self. I'm going to come into this new gene and I'm going to empower myself to just keep moving forward. And time is what I have on my side right now is time. So I'm going to ask you like Carol Dweck says that the view you adopt for yourself, Profoundly affects the way you live your life. So I ask you, how do you want to live your life? Do you want to have regrets? Do you want to look back and think, oh my God, I should have done that? Shoulding, I hate that word, should. Whoa, I hate that word. Someone just recently told me, shoulding if you should yourself, (laughs) if you say should, I should write something or I should have done this, or I should have done that, you know, it's really could with shame, could with shame and that, so I try, I use it for example for you, but I try not to use that word in my dialogue, when I'm referring to myself because I could, I could, Write another book. I ain't gonna add that shame on there any longer. I could write another book. I could. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Right. So, how do you want to show up? How do you want to look at that word for you? And if you never thought yourself as a gritty person. Or maybe because there is people out there, and I do know people that feel like they just kind of sail through life, right? It's just it's just easy, um, and maybe it is for for most people. Most people I know, there, there's always speed bumps, right? There's always an obstacle, and and if anything, I'm trying to encourage to to use those obstacles of of how to deepen you know their own self, and and it's really it's just self discovery. It really is, you know there was a um like i don't know kind of like a metaphor of grit and like the g stands for guts and the r stands for resilience and the i stands for integrity and t stands for tena- tenacity and i do believe that it takes guts to create a new you or come up with a new idea Or it takes guts to really start over again. Right? So. I ask you. Find your grit. Find it. It's there. We all have it. And it will help you. It will. I promise you. It will help you with anything that... Is going on with your life. And what we say in meditation, you know, it doesn't end. You just begin again. And if you have to begin again tomorrow, you begin again again. If you got to begin the next day, then you begin again. Just remind yourself to continue to begin again. And when you do, you cultivate it. Right? Have an amazing day. Until next time, much love. Hi, this is Jean. Each week on our Sister Tribe 1.2 podcast, we strive to provide you with the tools to empower each and every one of you to find your true self. Be sure to tune in next week, where I touch on another beautiful element in our journey of discovery. In the meantime, find us on Instagram and Facebook and join our private women's group. And don't forget to subscribe. Namaste.